when someone comes to you and says, I've got good news and bad news, which do you want to hear first? How many times have you asked for something and found out that to get it, there is a catch? Maybe you've gotten feedback about how you did something in the form of a sandwich, with the negative observations put between a couple slices of praise. And have you ever thought about how music can function much the same way, with unflinching portrayals of the good along with the bad, with sunshine giving way to rain, with a little kernel of hope buried in what sounds like at first only despair? Country music excels at this sort of thing, or at least it used to. My favorite Charlie Rich song, Life Has Its Little Ups and Downs, was written by his wife in the late 1960s during a period when his career had stalled. It perfectly captures resilience in the midst of heartbreak. That approach to songwriting, balancing the bitter with the sweet, is its own hook. It gets me every time, and that tension and contrast makes for much more memorable music. Amanda Ann Platt has been making music with the Honeycutters since 2007 and has mastered a songwriting technique which employs a full spectrum of human emotion and experience captured within honky-tonk kickers, acoustic ballads, and country rock sing-alongs. She reflects the ups and downs of life with poetic detail, a crystalline voice, and jukebox-ready melodies. Luckily for us, country music still has artists like Amanda Ann Platt and the Honeycutters, who can give us songs about as Amanda has said, quote, life and people and forgiving yourself and others. A lot of it is sad, but some of it is really just happy in disguise. Welcome to Southern Songs and Stories. I'm your host, Joe Kendrick, and this is our episode on Amanda Ann Platt and the Honeycutters. Southern Songs and Stories is part of the podcast lineup of both Public Radio WNCW and Osiris Media. Osiris creates music podcasts and events to help music fans deepen their connection to the music they love with all of their shows at OsirisPod.com. Osiris works in partnership with Jam Bass, which connects music fans to the music they love and empowers them to go see live music. Capsule versions of Southern Songs and Stories are produced for broadcast on WNCW by me, Corey Askew. More information about this and other podcasts from Grassroots Radio, WNCW at WNCW.org. Amanda Ann Platt has appeared on Southern Songs and Stories as a guest in a roundtable of women artists from Western North Carolina in 2018 as well as a video documentary version of the show back in 2015, when her band was newly signed to their first record deal with Organic Records, which she still calls home. It was a time when she had called Western North Carolina home for less than a decade, having moved from her native New York to Asheville, North Carolina to start her musical career. She sings about leaving the Empire State in the song that opened our show, 
titled New York, which is part of a series of singles and B-sides that Organic Records is releasing in 2021 as a deconstructed album, The Devil in the Deep Blue Sea, which will be her fourth full collection of studio tracks on the label. I spoke with Amanda at the Albino Skunk Music Festival in Greer, South Carolina, when she and the Honeycutters performed in the late spring of 2021, and asked her about the concept of their new collection. I've had this idea for a while. I mean, obviously, the devil between the devil and the deep blue sea is a, you know, an old saying. But um, you know, I just had this idea for a double album called, you know, one half being the devil and the other half being the deep blue sea. Uh, just you know, because I, I find that, you know, when we make Anytime we make an album, I'm always kind of struggling for that balance between like, you know, I want some kind of upbeat like kickers on there and then I write a lot of quieter songs and I usually struggle to place those on our albums. And so sort of the concept between The Devil and The Deep Blue Sea is the the Deep Blue Sea half of the album is all sort of the more introspective. Um, and, I, you know, I as I was thinking more about that, I was realizing that it really represents kind of the two, you know, I, I believe obviously creativity is a multifaceted thing and it's different for everybody and that's what makes it fun. But uh, definitely what I find with my own creativity is it, it tends to be kind of two-faced, you know, like I'll have periods of more like expressive mania and wanting to write a lot and writing sort of like loud, boisterous tunes. Um, and then, you know, sometimes you have that period of time where you're just, you kind of pull back into yourself and think about things more. And um, yeah, so I don't know. This is kind of representing the cycle of creativity, I guess. That's great. I like how you gave that a framework, you know, an automatic end for the quieter side of Amanda Ann Platt. <laughs> yeah. I feel like, you know, maybe I've had a, a thing about it. Like nobody wants to hear that side of me, you know, so... Uh, this way, at least I'm telling, I'm, I'm giving them something else, and I'm also telling people exactly what it is. Like, this is going to be the deep blue sea, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Break their hearts, you know. That's <laughs> what we're going for. <laughs> the new songs, you've got four songs that are either have out or about to be out. So Yeah, today York, we just dropped two more. Open Up Your Door, Burn, and Another Winter Gone. What is, what is different now with these songs, and have you noticed uh, an evolution in your sound? Is that conscious? Um, yeah, you know, I feel almost like in terms of uh, an evolution, rather than than growth, I mean, there's always growth, right? We get older, we understand things more. I feel like uh, what feels, it almost feels like a, um, like an onion, you know, like the evolution is just me like peeling back layers. Um, You know, I think when I was younger, when I really first started putting albums out, I was very uncomfortable with myself you know as many young people are (laughs) you know I don't think I was alone in that but um you know I think any evolution in our sound has really just been kind of like getting getting closer to the core of me you know just like me feeling more comfortable just not saying oh well I want this to be a country tune or I want this to be you know yada yada I want this to sound like this you know I'm just kind of like well it's just you know it sounds like what it sounds like and So in a way, that's kind of what I feel like the evolution has been. Could you help me find my song tonight? Cause I'm feeling like there's not a single thing that I've done right. And I'm getting worried 
wasted all the time that I've been given. And could you trust me one more time? The opener for their first set in over a year, a live version of Open Your Door from Amanda Ann Platt and the Honeycutters, performed live at the Albino Skunk Music Festival in May 2021. I asked her about what she thought about the success the band has had and what she might have her sights set on for the future, and if it was even possible to develop a game plan for success in the music business. Well, you can. I think that's a great recipe for heartbreak <laughs> in this business, but... I, you know, pretty much all along I've been saying two of my goals, my two biggest goals, I mean the biggest goal is obviously like just to be able to do it and, and to sustain life, you know, doing what you love. And that is, you know, it, it's a constant struggle with, with art because there's always going to be the things you have to do for money and, you know, that might feel like you're selling your soul a little bit and then, um, you know, rejection feels a lot more personal when it's your art on the line so you know I think the, the largest goal is just to be able to kind of keep saying and keep doing it but my my two goals that I've had all along which neither one has been fulfilled I want to play Austin City Limits 
I want a headline Austin City Limits and I want a headline at the Ryman Auditorium. And you know, if I could do those two things, I'm sure I would just find other things that I wanted to do and make myself crazy trying to <laughs> trying to push for it. But um, those I've said all along, those are kind of my two goals, so. Great, more power to you. <laughs> Thanks. Talking about some of the folks that you know that are in the region that you might bump up against, other artists that might be kindred spirits for men and plaid and the honeycutters. And are you rubbing off on anybody in particular? Are you soaking up anybody? Uh, you know, like what is in the water in and around Asheville? Oh man, you know, there's so many talented people in Asheville and I used to feel like I knew them all. Um, <laughs> you know, I remember moving to Asheville thinking, I this is such a small town and the music scene is so tight knit. And, um, you know, as the years have gone by, it's, it's just growing and thriving and it's amazing. But I, I've really lost touch with, you know, there's so many, I'm just constantly surprised by new people. But um, I don't know, anytime I start naming names, I'm afraid of, of leaving people out. And then I, you know, I don't want to insult anybody. But, you know, some some amazing songwriting talent. Um, uh, I've been listening to Alexa Rose's album a lot, you know, and um, Hannah Kaminer. I don't know if y'all mm -hmm. are tuned into her at WNCW. She's incredible. Um, uh, I always love Taylor Martin. He's a great songwriter, obviously. Um, and a, a fellow redhead. And a fellow redhead. Yes, yes. Uh, I mean, yeah, God. I mean, I can't even... <laughs> Kevin Smith, my buddy Kevin Smith, is an incredible songwriter. Um, he goes by Plain Folk a lot when he plays. Um, in terms of, you know, and sometimes I try to think about that, like, you know, I'm sure we all influence each other to some degree, but um, it's hard to kind of put your finger on it because it's, it's a very organic scene, I feel like. It's a, that's one of the best things that I, that I love about the Asheville music scene is that it feels... Um, I, you know, I think I say this a lot and it's not a slight to any other music city. It's just like, I feel like with like Nashville, definitely Nashville, maybe Austin to a lesser extent, but definitely like LA and New York city, you know, a lot of people move there to kind of be in the industry and to get discovered and, um, you know, whatever that means anymore. Now you can be discovered on YouTube, so you don't really have to go anywhere, <laughs> but, uh, Asheville, you know, it's it's not really an industry town, so I feel like you know the the music scene that that grows there is just very it's very chill, <laughs> you know. It's not a lot of like that kind of like oh who's gonna you know who's gonna see me who's gonna be in the audience. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like eh, it's gonna be probably gonna be a bunch of tourists. We're all gonna have a good time. <laughs> Tell us about your take on Asheville's music scene, the the health of the scene, or you know compare it to. You know, five or six years ago, I mean, it has been getting, you know, constant buzz over the years. Do you still, do you see it maintaining that? I think so. I do. I mean, you know, I can't really see what would change it, honestly. I mean, it's a beautiful place, uh, you know, so people are always going to want to come here for that. It's a, there's a lot of art and culture going on. It's really, a, you know, an exciting place to be. And Music has always played a part in that. Um, although, you know, the funny thing is, uh, <laughs> so I remember, you know, when I first moved here, I used to busk downtown a lot. And there was, you know, other people I knew who were busking. And it seemed, you know, it was a lot of acoustic music. And um, the, uh, the other day, I had the occasion to walk through downtown, which I hadn't done in a long time. And I saw three buskers, and they were all, they all had, like, an electronic 
like, but it was basically karaoke. Like they were singing to like an electronic track. Um, and you know, and they all sounded great and people were digging it, but it was just a really funny, it was just funny to like see that shift. Um, I don't know what that means, but I don't know. <laughs> we're growing and changing. Yes. Can you hear me? Sweet saints, best. Can you see this flame out? If you're near me, all that I'm asking. Why must we walk through the valley? Papa makes wine from the fruit in the garden Mama's eyes are a far away sea She combs my hair I sit on a bar stool Her hands smell like rose water and anise seed It's such a strange holiday They're talking This is St. Sebastian by Amanda Ann Platt and the Honeycutters, another new release from The Devil in the Deep Blue Sea, a song which was born from both family history and the recent history of the 2020 lockdown during the COVID-19 pandemic. It is the story of her great-grandmother, colored with imagery of the strange holiday of both her grandmother's childhood stay with relatives in Italy and the lockdown, with its irony of kids being home but not being able to play together. Since I last spoke with her, Amanda and Honeycutter's drummer Evan Martin started their own family. One good thing about the pandemic shutdown was being able to spend a lot more time with their daughter than they would have otherwise. Probably the biggest silver lining for me, and you know, we had we had some personal losses in my family, and and you know, it was it was a pretty rough time there. But um, I got to I got to have a year with my daughter, you know, um, who she's now 20 months and. Her, you know, we were gonna we're gonna be on the road constantly. You know, that was the plan, and that would have been also wonderful. You know, um, but we got to like stay home and kind of just enjoy being with her. And I got to put her to bed every night. You know, um, this is the first night I haven't put her to bed in I don't know a year. <laughs> um, so that was a major silver lining. Yeah. And do you have the? Do they have the hotline? You know, like it's not going well. Well, yeah. No, I have been checking my phone. My my mom was like, my mom was like, are these her pajamas? I was like, no. I put her pajamas out. Um, no, there's. It'll be great. They have a good. They have a good relationship. Um, but I think moving forward, you know, um, you know, I, I think for a lot of people, this whole experience has just brought things into sharp relief. You know, and we we I think a lot of people just realize what matters to them, you know, and, and how much we miss things that we think that we're tired of. <laughs> I think, you know, I had, might've been getting a little burnt out on the road before the pandemic. And so, um, it's been a funny year to kind of, you know, talk to the guys in my band and talk to, you know, other artists that I know and just realize how much we're all just like, God, I just want to, I just want to be in it. I just want to do it again. You know, it just, it feels like a part of you is just, 
shriveling up and dying not to be able to <laughs> get out there and play music. So, you know, I think, I think we're getting back out there with the renewed energy and pure hearts of just like, this is an amazing part of life and I just can't wait to be back in it. Thinking about what aspects of your music that you can say might reflect anything at all, in particular about your part of the South or just, you know, anything Southern. Obviously, country music is so very much a, a Southern origination, but what are you putting back out there? You know, what are, what are you reflecting? Um, well, I mean, it's a great question. So, I, you know, I'm from New York, so yeah. I'm, a, I'm a... I love that because you've probably Yorker. got better observations <laughs> in, in a lot of ways than somebody that's grown up here because you can see the you know, miss the forest for the trees. Yeah, maybe. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, for me, like country music, uh, it was really the earliest music I heard, I think, in a lot of ways, just because my dad, you know, listened to it a lot when I was growing up, and my mom, too. Um, and, you know, it just, for me, it just always feels like, you know, I love a lot of different kinds of music. I love pop music, um, I love R&B, I love um, world music, you know, just like a lot. It, it, what, what's going to strike me, never, I never know, you know, so it's, it's, hard to, uh, it's hard to predict what I'm going to like. But, you know, I'll go a spell without really listening to any country music and then I'll like put on the radio and hear, you know, a Hank Williams song and I'm just like, oh, yeah, like this just feels very natural. Um, so I think, you know, and it, it is definitely a Southern thing, but also just maybe like a rural thing, you know, or just like a, a simpler thing. Um, not simple in any bad way, just simple and like a, doesn't need a lot of frills, you know, whatever people say three chords in the truth. And that's, I believe in that, you know, <laughs> and you can, you can dress a song up any way you want, but um, I think particularly like, you know, sort of maybe the more Americana side of things. I think pop country has gotten a little bit away from this, but, um, it, you know, I think when a song is good, it's not, um, it's not about the production. You know, the song is good no matter what you do to it. Um, and I think that a lot of times country music is kind of just the simplest version of the song if that makes sense. The more, the, uh, the essence of the song. Yeah. I mean, you know, that's obviously not going to be true across the board, but um, I don't know. Yeah. That's, that's kind of what I think of it. And um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, in terms of like the piece of the South thing, I'm, I don't know. There, there's something about the pace of life in the South that I've always appreciated. <laughs> Um, and now when I go back up north, you know, it's always a little bit, I feel like people talk a little sharper maybe. And <laughs> I remember the first time I'd been living here about two years and I went up to visit my parents in New York and I had to, I was paying the toll going over to the, going over the GW bridge. And uh, I asked, I was like, how are you doing? And the lady didn't even look at me and she's like, put my money. I was like, oh, that's right. I'm, I'm back in the north now. <laughs> Not to not to throw my fellow Yankees under the bus. I mean, you know, there's a lot of incredible people, obviously, but it's just a different way. It's just a different way. <laughs> we were sitting in the backseat of your Chevy Cavalier, Tom Petty on the stereo. You 
episode to a close with a breakup song. This is The Devil by Amanda Ann Platt and the Honeycutters here on Southern Songs and Stories. It is also, as Amanda says, somewhat of a coming-of-age song, and one that was written years ago, but has just now made it onto the new collection, The Devil and the Deep Blue Sea. Turns out, it was a favorite of the band, and they pushed it back up in line for this collection, and had bass player Rick Cooper take a turn at baritone guitar in the process. Thank you for listening and I hope you enjoyed the podcast. I also hope you might tell someone about it either in person or on social media. You can follow the series on podcast platforms everywhere where it helps greatly when you give us a top rating and even more so with a good review because the show's visibility to everyone using those platforms depends largely on followers, ratings, and reviews. Southern Songs and Stories is a part of the podcast lineup of both Public Radio WNCW and Osiris Media, with all the Osiris shows available at osirispod.com. You can also hear new episodes of this podcast on Bluegrass Planet Radio at bluegrassplanetradio.com. Thanks to Corey Askew for producing the radio adaptations of this series on Public Radio WNCW, where we worked with Joshua Ming, who wrote and performed our theme songs. I'm your host and producer, Joe Kendrick, and this is Southern Songs and Stories, the music of the South and the artists who make it.